Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This What's on Tap Radio On Demand episode is presented by Cask Branding. Cask Branding is a trusted source for supplying breweries, distilleries, and wineries with custom merchandise and branding. A member of the Texas Craft Brewers Guild, Cask Branding can make your brand stand out with class. You preach support local. Well, how about practicing what you preach? Go to CaskBranding.com, CaskBranding.com, CaskBranding.com. Enjoy the show. This is about to be good radio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to me, a craft brewer is much more of a mindset. We just opened two cans. <laughs> uh, spread the gospel of good beer. Good beer. Tons and tons of stuff going on in the beer world. I love craft beer. I love different people's beers. It's a brewer's favorite. <laughs> Cheers to all us beer geeks. And those new to the craft. What's on tap? High five. Woo! <laughs> this is What's on Tap Radio. Beer and the culture that flows with it. Here's beer guru, James Simpson, and beer logic's Chad Pilbeam. Now we're talking... How lucky can one guy be? Pretty oh, lucky. man, we are so I lucky. Kissed her and she kissed me. We're drinking beer. Ain't that a kick in the head? Yeah, all right. This is what you tuned in for. This is your uh, two-hour break from all of the shenanigans that keep you busy the other uh, six days of the week and uh, six days and 22 hours. This is What's on Tap Radio. And uh, we are going to be hanging out for the next couple of hours. And James has always said this before. He's like, yeah, we're just going to see where the show goes and just see what happens. Just kind of make it up as we go along. No, 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 no. That's a no, that's a pump fake. That's like a misdirect. This is produced radio. You know, we 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 put stories together. We have meetings throughout the week. Um, The production meeting today did. I, I will go ahead and say this. The production meeting today did get canceled. So. We are flying a little bit by the seat of well, pants, which is... We can thank Apple for that one. I, I was going to say, because your computer decided <laughs> to restart, and that might have something to do with the reason that I uh, brought us in. But again, thanks for tuning in to uh, What's on Tap Radio. We do have a big show planned, um, mainly because I've got a little surprise here. Um, we're going to be able to get to a little more beer than what we normally do, because uh, in studio with me today, I'm just going to I'm just going to let the cat out of the bag now. I've got I've got a stunt beer liver. Oh, who do you have? I've got a stunt beer drinker. Yes, after a new like a vigorous and rigorous screening process, and you know after background check, getting social security numbers, um, I have in studio brewery co-owner and brewer of Harbor Light Brewing in South Haven, Michigan, Bill Simaz. Does he know yeah. us? Does he know us? Does he know us? Hold on a second. Um, I'll drop a second. Uh, Bill, do you know us? Yes, I do. All right, he all knows right, us. Right, good. That first no-label name drop of the show. All right. And great news, James. He brought beer, so you know what that means. He doesn't have to sit on the floor. 
He's in a chair. That's rules right. Rules are rules, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you break that rule. But yeah. uh, before we start drinking Bill's beer and you start cracking open beer and we start getting all the happenings and everything that's going on in the world of beer, we have some wonderful partners that we need to thank because without them, I tell you what, we're yelling in a megaphone on a street corner because we're not on air. So ain't nobody James. listening. So, uh, yeah, let's thank them before we get started. That being Tantric Brewing. Superior Pest Control, who sent us a full inbox full of stories this week. Uh, got No Label Brewing, Beer Logic Conference and Events, Rinalda Haken Insurance Group, The Backyard Grill, and of course, sponsoring our podcast, which is available everywhere. Cast Branding, Cast Branding, CastBranding.com. Yes, uh, Roddy Campbell, our good buddy. Um, yeah, had a good chance to talk to him. Uh, he's got a little something. He, I got him working on a little project for me right now. So I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. Because I need yeah, him to work on some that. projects for me too, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, we gotta, here's a project I want to get going on right here. You ready? I'm going to crack open a beer here because this is brought to the table, brought to you by our friends at The Backyard Grill, northwest side of Houston with 48 taps. That's right, Rodney Campbell. You, yeah. you want to do a no-label name drop for Mark McShaffrey too? I do. Uh, Man, they, uh, they picked up an accolade over at the uh, Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo Cook-Off. Yeah, buddy. Second place in the open competition. They did a surf and turf, so second place overall. Houston, uh, World Championship Barbecue Cook-Off, so congratulations to uh, Mark McShaffrey and Team Half-Fast Cookers. That's Half-Fast Cookers, if you are paying attention, FCC. All right, if you, you, you say in a hurry, it might be a different name. <laughs> it's a different name, yeah, Half-Fast. Um, anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Bill just got it. All right. Anyway, uh, I'm going to go ahead and kick things off with a beer from Harbor Light Brewing. This is, hang on a second. I'm going to let Bill, uh, Bill, will you lean right into there? Tell everybody what we're drinking. We're going to start out with the Moral Flexibility. It's a uh, uh, kind of a, not a real big, uh, strong ale. Uh, kind of in between a strong ale and a uh, Scottish ale. Oh, oh, no. oh Scottish. It's eat there. Oh, no. Break my wheel. Oh, no. I think. I oh. think the I think the uh, scouting report got out on me, and so all right, all right, Bill, thank you very much. You, you go ahead and pour some there. All right, so this is what we've got here: beautiful mahogany color. I really should let him do the description on it. Um, oh, it's his man. beer, so all right, hold on. All right, let's see how you do on radio here. Literally dozens of people listening. Go. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Chad. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, we got kind of a um, Scottish ale here. It's not real heavy ABV. Comes in around seven. But, uh, yeah, your regular lawnmower seven percenter. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah the nice uh, dark mahogany flavor uh, holds the head really well. Kind of that nice clean, a little tan uh, off white. Yep, and uh, you taste all of the good. Uh, you know, a little bit of chocolate notes in there, a little bit of toffees, a little bit of stuff. Yeah, there's a little balance, a little yin and yang. It finishes surprisingly dry too. Yep. All right. Well, all right. So that's what we brought to the table here on this end. James is thirsty over there. So, James, what do you have over there on that end? All right. So, uh, what do tornadoes and sharks have in common? Oh, the movie Sharknado. Damn right. One of the best classic movies of all time. Multi Oscar. No? Oh. No, no, no. It didn't win the best picture. It didn't win best. Any. It, it won best picture with Ian Ziering or Ian Ziering in it. But yeah, short of that. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, really nothing, but, uh, our good friends out in Magnolia, Lone Pine Brewing Company decided they to know take, us. Oh, they do. Well, I haven't dropped a name uh, in yet, but, okay. uh, they, they took a tornado and a shark and made a beer called tornado shark. And it is it. a American strong ale. Just like you, Chad. I'm drinking oh, a strong ale too. 
So I'm going to go and crack this. I'm going to pour it in my Lone Pint glass here. Oh, look at you. What's the name of this glass? I don't even know what the name of this glass is. That that right there, that's a Nonic Pint glass. That's a Nonic, but I'm a fan of it, so I'm going to pour a little bit of this. Yes. Uh, running a little bit low on uh, time here, but I will tell you it's at 8.1% alcohol by volume. Yep, deliciously dark. Caramelized malts there. You're going to be sipping on that a while. Oh, yeah, I will. All right, so (laughs) let me let that breathe for a second because uh, we are about out of time, but I do want to tell you guys what we have on tap. But before I do, I wanted to thank the friends over at the Backyard Grill for sponsoring. Uh, Brought to the table where Chad kicked it off with the... Oh, yeah, we got the uh, Harbor Light Brewing Company. This is Moral Flexibility, a uh, hybrid strong scotch ale. And I brought another strong ale, but American strong ale, Tornado Shark from Lone Pint Brewing Company. At 8.1% alcohol by volume. But on tap this week, we have an interview coming up where it's a brewery that specializes in only higher ABV beers. That's their business model. I'm very interested to talk to them. Will this business model work? Does it work? All this is so much more. But coming right up, the official What's on Tap Radio Fun Fact of the Week. We'll be right back. On average, humans walk 900 miles per year and drink 22 gallons of beer. Which means the average human gets 41 miles per gallon. Not bad. What's on Tap Radio continues. Hey, it's Chad Pilby the Beer Logic Guy with 15 seconds on why I love No Label Brewing Company. They're located in Katy, Texas. They've been with What's on Tap Radio since the very beginning, and they're making award-winning beers. Get out there on the west side of Houston and check them out. NoLabelBrew.com. NoLabelBrew.com. Might be the first time in a long time we started a segment off with Megadeth. Welcome back to What's on Tap Radio. We're drinking strong ale. We're coming in strong. We're coming in hitting hard. Yeah, we are. Uh, first segment brought to the table, sponsored by the Backyard Grill. Going strong ales this week. I'm, I'm getting out of my comfort zone. I feel like as I'm maturing as a beer drinker, I'm gravitating towards bigger beers. Now, I haven't gotten to the quads yet or the Belgian, the Belgian strong ales. But uh, the American Strong Ale, I'm there. I'm getting there. It's okay, James. I remember my first bike had training wheels, too. Yeah, right? I know. I'm telling you what. <laughs> it's a, it, I'm getting there, Chad. I'm getting there. Here's the thing that, that people probably are sitting at home asking themselves right now, or if you're listening in the car or wherever you listen. Um, these guys, they planned this. They both brought. They, they knew what beer they were bringing. No, we don't. No, Did, we don't. No, 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 no. I swear on beer. That means if I'm lying, I never get to drink beer again, okay? I swear on beer. Got my hand on the beer. Bill, you can see it right there. I got my hand. Absolutely. Okay, see? All right, this is serious business. We never discuss what beers we're bringing, and we have a rule here. If James and I ever bring the exact same beer to the table or anywhere in the show, game over. Well, I panicked. I panicked for a second when you started talking about, yeah, I'm bringing a strong ale. I'm like, oh, no, please don't tell me you're bringing the same beer. But then again... The beer I'm bringing to the table, only available in my market. Um, Don't, hey, the beer I brought to the table, only available in my market. So, so, so at the tap room, I believe, too. Only the, the tap room exclusive. But again, so let's... Harbor let's, Light Brewery, South Haven, Michigan. There all right. Uh, let me talk a little bit about the beer I brought to the table because I didn't really get a chance to before we uh, took yeah. a break, though. But yeah, I brought the Tornado Shark Lone Pine Brewing Company. I do like their slogan. They have good slogans. Yeah. Now do. it's okay to drink a lone. Alone <laughs> uh, because it's lone, lone pint. pint, right, right, right. Yeah, and it's at eight point one percent alcohol by volume, and uh, tasting notes: dark amber, sticky toffee, colored head, dried fruit, 
burnt sugar, Chad. I get that. Oh, nice biscuits flavors. Finishes bittersweet. Hot minute since I've had one of those. Yeah, finishes uh, finishes bittersweet. Hint of stone fruit, and uh, pairs well with music by John Williams. <laughs> Not sure who John Williams is, but that's what it says. You in don't book. what? Oh my! Oh, this is proof. James lo- James loves good copy, and he's reading it straight out of the yearbook. There, Jim. All right, so John Williams. He's he's the composer who wrote the score for so many movies like Jurassic Park oh. and oh, I do know and that. Also, is. and Star Wars. I mean, yeah, of, Chad, of course, Star I know who that is. Come on, man. Yeah, it says in a copy. Pairs well with Green Skies. Funnel-shaped clouds and music by John Williams. <laughs> <laughs> and again, this is a Tornado Shark Lone Pint Brewery Strong Ale at 8.1% alcohol by volume. And I'm going to take a sip of this again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll tell you I what. I started drinking this My Box, you know, because it's spring seasonals. Oh, that's right. Well, yeah. well, My Box came out in December, so yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And then I went to my local uh, beer retail, and they didn't have any Doppelbox. So, oh wow, yeah, it's Linton season. I got to bring a doppel box to the show, and uh, we probably got to do oh. a fun fact about that. But anyways, <laughs> we, we, yeah, here you want to? I feel like we do mind. it every year, right? We kind of do that every we, year. We, a a we fun go, fact about I, I doppel box. To, I try to go around it a little bit and come up with something new. Um, but I, I thought for sure you were going to talk about the time that uh, your former co-host Chris Bradley oh. said he was doing the he was doing the uh, beer box the 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 doppel box uh, Lenten fast, and he made it. Four whole days. <laughs> it was like you got to go forty, dude. And like, oh yeah. We even had a brewery sponsor and everything. Yeah, we we yeah. had this whole. I bit think they set made up. a beer. They made a beer just for Chris Bradley's fast. Yeah, and he's like, and then you know what happened? He went four days. Like, yeah, I got, I need a sandwich. And by the way, I get all that beer, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I think the brewer's like, uh, no. And then they no. sent him an invoice. <laughs> 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 yeah. Go, while you're buying that sandwich, make sure you stop by an ATM because we need you to cover this. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, some good history. Beer is not here. cheap, man. Good history. Especially here if you're at, not going to uh, drink it. What's on tap radio? But yeah, yeah. Again, I, I'm a fan. Like I said, I you know, I always drink IPAs, and I feel like you know it's stereotypical for me to bring an IPA to the table. So why not bring yeah. a strong ale? And I brought a Mybach, and I want I I forgot what I brought last week, but a style that I normally don't drink. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm getting out of my wheelhouse. As my all growns up, and you're all growns up, and you're all growns up. I'm telling you, up. man, I feel like I should have uh, story time with the kids, or, right. or doing yep. this with the kids. Now, the official What's on Tap Radio Fun Fact of the Week, brought to you by Who's Ever Check Cleared This Week. Let's be honest, this is the real reason why they're tuning in. That's right, I know, and, 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 it's, and it's still the one segment we don't have a sponsor for. Right there. Do we you not? Like to oh yeah, that's why it says Who Ever Check Cleared, so that could be yeah, you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. All right, Bill's pouring me some more of this beer here, the Harbor Light Moral Flexibility. Um, I got to do a fun fact, I think, about moral flexibility because we had a good story during the uh, break there, and we were talking about where the basis of this name comes from, but apparently the uh, sniper in Gross Point Blank uses that line. I thought it came from the movie Thank You for Smoking whenever um, the the lobbyist is talking to his kid and he's explaining to him he's like can i be a lobbyist dad he's like eh, i don't think so and he's like why well it requires a certain moral flexibility and capable of most people but speaking of moral flexibility james and i are here to bring you this show every week and i'm bringing you fun facts which well this one here crosses the line of moral flexibility because uh yeah this this one here uh, it might question you or you may question why you listen to the show after this because i'm here to tell you that beer can kill you what <laughs> I know. I know. Fun facts. Are they changing oh, yeah. the Surgeon General labels in Michigan? 
we talked about this. I think we got to this story. It's been a couple of weeks. They were, I think in Canada, they were saying, it's time to put cancer warnings on beer bottles. I'm like, what? Yeah, they Seriously? Did, they did say that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. But beer can kill you. And now is the time of year that you really need to be aware of it. Why? Well, because... It's festival season. That's right. The weather's getting warmer. State fairs are coming back. The Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo's going on right now. The World Barbecue Championship cookoff just ended. Wow, what's Brewfest happening soon? Oh, I know. Crazy. But one of the things you will not find at the Wild West Brewfest, and if you do find it there, I'm just going to say use caution. All right? Because beer could kill you. What? No. I'm I'm not telling you to look out for beer. Beer's fine. But... um, just so happens that there is this thing that was introduced to the Texas State Fair in 2010. You may have heard of it before, and it is called deep fried beer. Yep, I do. I think we did a story on it. We have done a story on this, but this is the thing. I was today years old when I learned about this because I was like, yeah, okay, what's the big deal? It's just like deep fried Coca-Cola, deep fried Coca-Cola. All you do is you take Coca-Cola, you put it in the batter, you mix it all up and you deep fried it. It's not really deep fried Coca-Cola. So all this is deep fried beer batter. What's the big deal? I mean, what's so fancy about that? Well, Mark Zabel has something to say about that. He's like, not so fast. This is the kind of uh, deep fried food that will kill you on multiple levels. First of all, we're deep frying it, so it's bad for your heart and your arteries and your cholesterol level. You're welcome. Also, it's beer. You're welcome. But we are deep frying liquid. And I don't know if you knew this or not, but uh, yeah, it's not a batter. They are making wontons and putting liquid beer inside of the wonton and flash frying it for 20 seconds. Now, the last time I put something water-based, which beer is 96%, 95%, 4%, whatever, depending on which kind of beer it is, water, you drop that into a hot fryer, bad things can happen, and bad things have happened. Therefore, this public service announcement brought to you by What's on Tap Radio. Do not try this at home, despite the fact that there are home recipes for making deep fried beer but it is a wonton with beer rolled up inside of it and flash fried for 20 seconds and making it completely different than any other deep fried liquid which is actually made into a liquid batter that tastes like the liquid that it's supposed to be for example deep fried coke tastes like fried coke batter but this according to one instagrammer they said no it doesn't taste like deep fried beer batter it tastes like skunky warm beer inside of a pizza roll gross this is a state fair horror story and of course mark zabel the guy who introduced it says not so fast he says you bite into this and you got yourself a tasty dipping sauce, yeah, and a heart attack. But that's another story. So your official What's on Tap Radio fun fact of the week is that deep fried beer was the most creative category winner in the 2010 Texas State Fair. But unbeknownst to me and probably many of you, it is actually deep fried liquid unlike any other liquid product which is deep fried at the state fair, meaning we're paying tribute to the Asian community that gave us wonton with total disregard for your American health. And that's your official What's on Tap Radio fun fact of the week. And another fun fact I have lots of questions about. All right, we're going to take a break, but still to come, we have to talk about Bill Gates getting into the beer game. This is What's on Tap Radio. We'll be right back. And now your weekend forecast. A 100% chance of beer. You've got What's on Tap Radio. (laughs) 
right, welcome back to the radio program. I'm Beer Guru James Simpson, joined by the guy playing that air guitar over there, air drums, Mr. Beer Logic himself, Mr. Chad Pillbeam. I'm embarrassing myself trying to do air drums to Neil Peart. I mean, that is the big... It's almost like I've been drinking strong beer or something. Like, I got this. I can do it. Yeah. And then somebody's watching like, dude, 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 they make a pill for that. You got to stop. Speaking of uh, <laughs> big beer, coming up later in the show, we got an interview, big interview, Huge. with a brewery that's calling themselves the only imperial brewing. What does that mean? Well, we'll discuss. Uh, I got a... Chad just dropped the fun fact I got questions about, but I know that he is itching to crack a new beer. So what do we got? I have a stunt liver. Yeah, in studio, I've got uh, owner and brewer Bill from Harbor Light Brewing Company, South Haven, Michigan. And um, he brought something else in here. Um, Bill, tell everybody what we have here. What's this? Well, what we're trying now to add is a turbo encabulator. And if you've never heard of it, you should probably Google it. It's up on YouTube. It's a... Very entertaining uh, skit that some scientists b- did back in uh, probably the mid-70s, 80s. 70s? Oh, man. Yep. He, we're, he's dating us here. I know. Uh, it's made with a uh, new hop from... Uh... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, Great Lakes Hops called the Gemini. And the style of beer is? IPA. All right. So this is the Turbo Gemini Hop, Great Lakes Hops uh, IPA. All right. We're going to tear into that, James. And uh, meanwhile, you said you had questions. I do. So you were talking about this fried beer. That one at the 2010, uh, what was it, the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo? No, 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 Texas State Fair. Oh, Texas State Fair. Yeah, sorry, I'm sorry, Texas State Fair. So my question is, I love, I love myself an empanada. Love myself an empanada. But if you eat an empanada, you got to wait like half an hour to eat it. I was going to say in one to two hours. It's worse than if you it's eat a lava. meal and then go swimming. It's like, wait 30 minutes. And it's like, nah, you better wait like. Two hours. And the reason why I say that because empanada. the content inside of it, whatever you're eating inside the empanada, will burn your face off. No, no, it's, they they did an empanada in uh, down there at NASA, and they measured it, and they said they said it's the same temperature as the sun 
It, 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 it's <laughs> so I can imagine hot. eating fried beer, which is in beer, a, yeah. what is it, a, a wonton? It's a it? wonton, yeah. yeah so wonton. they make a wonton, and somehow they pour beer in there. I think they were doing it with Guinness, and for whatever reason, the density of Guinness was higher, and so it was able to not soak into the dough or whatever, or they put, I don't know. You're going to burn your face off. Oh, 100%. With that. Yeah. I know the, the founder of that, he said, he said, okay, when you bite into it and, and the beer comes out, it's just an extra dipping sauce. And I'm like, mm, yeah, I don't know about a thousand degrees. That's right. So prepare yeah, yourself, be- prepare yourself. If you're going to eat that, that you're going to burn your face off. <laughs> I know. Seriously. I mean, I mean, <laughs> so if, if you bite into that, honestly, you're going to be walking around for the next two months. Everybody's going to be like. That's a bummer about the herpes, bud, because your lip is going to be all puffy. <laughs> no, what? It, it, was, it was liquid beer. It was boiling liquid beer. Uh-huh. I've, yeah, sorry. What I've was her it, name? Yeah. I've eaten empanadas, and I like I said, I've waited like 15 minutes. No, that ain't. No. Uh-uh. You got at least no. 45 to 55 to 60 minutes because Jim that Gaffigan. stuff is molt, molten lava. <laughs> right. Jim Gavigan does a whole bit on that on the Hot Pockets. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, so I, I just thought of that I was like, man, I can't imagine the the pain you're gonna go through when you take a bite of that and that just hits your tongue. Like, I know, and the thing is, is it's gonna hurt so bad you won't even be able to call for help, no. and because it's beer, you don't want to spit it out because you're like, I've got standards, so you don't want to spit out the beer, but at the same time, if you don't, there's no way you're gonna make it. So meanwhile. You you know you're 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 looking for that uh, what is that the metal light the help I've fallen I can't get up you're looking for that string or that button to push and it's like what's wrong and, like you're standing like he's not talking and, quick and if get you're him, at, get him a pretzel and if you're asking yes I will try it oh yeah hundred <laughs> percent for yeah. sure uh, shifting gears here to our financial report because uh, we are obligated by our contract that we have to do some kind of financial report and so this financial report. Uh, Bill Gates is getting to the beer game. Finally. Apparently he had a billion dollars just burning a hole in his pocket. So he's like, you know, what am I going to do? He found, he was cleaning his, his couch off and he's like, well, where does billion dollars come from? Huh? What am I going to do with this? Well, Bill Gates <laughs> has decided to buy himself 3.76% of the Dutch giant Heineken. Oh, all right. That's yep. a lot of money. Even though the billionaire, he's a founder of Microsoft in case you haven't heard of him. Has previously said he is not a "quote unquote" big beer drinker. Oh wow! Yeah, not a big beer drinker, but I will invest about a billion dollars, about three point seven six percent. So the filing by the Netherlands Financial Markets Authority said the shares were purchased on February seventeenth. Heineken Holding owns a controlling stake in Brewer Heineken. So Gates purchased the shares from Mexico's FEMSA Femsna. Is it Fimson? Yeah, let's go with that. Okay, anyways, which is selling out of the <laughs> we, brewery we company. We researched this story it's FIMSA. thoroughly. <laughs> FIMSA. I guess it's FIMSA. Yeah. Anyways, I'm not a billionaire, so I don't know a lot about these companies. Uh, yeah, it's a different tax bracket for us. We need one <laughs> yeah. more sponsor, and when then we can join that club. When you're a hundredaire like me, you don't have conversations with FIMSA. But uh, <laughs> a separate filing also on February 17th showed FIMSA sold about 18 million shares it held in the Heineken holding. Gates purchased 10.8 million shares worth about, oh, $939 million. 
Oh my gosh! Yeah, you can't even. There, you can't even fathom that kind of money. I, I, I Triggering know. a disclosure requirement under the Dutch stock market rules. So in 2018, he actually did a Reddit chat called "Ask Me Anything," and uh, yeah, Bill Gates came out and said he's not he's not a big beer drinker, but he did say when he ends up going to a baseball game, he does drink light beer with the vibe of all the other beer drinkers. So he likes the lighter beers. So yeah, Bill Gates he buys nearly one billion dollars of Heineken. One billion, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's a even I, though even though he's not a big beer drinker. All right, I, I feel awkward saying this with a brewer in the in the room. I got stunt beer drinker Bill from Harbor Light Brewing, um, but um, I got to say this. I, this reminds me of an old saying. Apparently, Bill Gates did not get the memo on this, and he's a savvy investor. But somebody once told me he's like, you know how to build yourself a million dollar brewery, and I said how. Start by opening a $2 million brewery and wait a year. <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> and, and like, wait a minute, what, what happened to the other million? Yeah, well, <laughs> it's out the door. There she goes. Wait, um, what? Yeah. yeah how do you end up? 939 point what? 8.7. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, there's more money involved. Okay. Oh, no, 939.87 Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Oh. <laughs> Let's just call it a billion and call it a day. Jeez, because I know what I'm saying. I know. Uh, but yeah, that's oh. what happens when you find a billion dollars in your couch cushion. You're like, oh, what can I do with this money? <laughs> I'm not much of a beer drinker, but it seems cool. I, I I feel like us covering that story, we should get free upgrades on, on our uh, office suite. But anyway, it, just because we covered it, I mean, he can afford it anyway. Uh, and other news, uh, financial news around the world. This is kind of interesting. James and I, we've been talking about the impact on breweries with the can shortage, with the CO2 shortage, with the pandemic, with the uh, everything else that's been going on. And and now new reports are coming out. And, I, and James and I, we kind of feel like we've we've covered enough of these stories where the sky is falling and yet breweries keep opening and they keep making beer well they do keep opening they do there was a story that came out probably about a month and a half ago and we looked at it and we kicked it around and we're like oh well this is not really all that interesting nobody's going to care but it when put in the proper context it is interesting and that is in germany beer sales have started to recover but they are not back pre-pandemic numbers so what's happening is is uh the the uh german beer sales still down from 2019 and before but they are showing some sign of recovery well not the case in canada according to new reports which has been studying the consumption and purchase of wine and beer sales since 1949 according to statistics canada um yeah, beer sales on the decline, and they've been on the decline, according to this report. I find this a little surprising since the mid-1970s, but from uh, April of 2021 to March of 2022, beer sales have dropped 2.8% in Canada alone, which, if you think about it, it's cold up there, and they have a ton of hockey. There is nothing else to do but drink beer, and they're sitting around, and they're like, that's yeah, at Chad Pilbeam, by the way. <laughs> I live in Michigan, okay? All right, okay. There is, there are other things to do. Oh, there's like, something to do, okay? Okay? Oh, yeah. They stand there on the shore, and they look over at us and say, pick up your litter, eh? It's a lot cleaner <laughs> over here, eh? So, anyway, it is. It's a beautiful country. It is gorgeous. But apparently, according to uh, the statistics, uh, consumption of beer down and down and down and down. And uh, all, in all the provinces, except... Quebec or Quebec, however you want to pronounce it, and British Columbia, where um, 
yeah, those there. Uh, beer sales, not really doing good altogether at all because wine is kicking butt. Oh, go figure. Yeah, in Quebec, they're drinking wine. In BC, they're drinking wine. Yeah, fancy, very fancy. All right, well, that's the financial report here for What's on Tap Radio. All right, we've met our contract obligation. We've got a big interview coming up. We've got uh, more stories and uh, more beer to drink. Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, uh, stop trying to make everybody happy. You're not beer. You've got What's on Tap Radio. James and Chad talk about beer. Great, it starts with an earthquake, birds and snakes, an airplane. Lenny Bruce is not afraid. I like that line, Lenny Bruce is not afraid. Neither are we. That's no. why we're drinking big beer. Uh, coming up later on the show, we got a big, Huge. big time interview. And I'm only saying like, that because that awesome. is their motto. Bigger, bolder, imperial that are... The only Imperial Brewing Company is what they're calling themselves. So I got all the questions, and Chad's got all the questions. So stay tuned for that coming up next hour. Hey, speaking of Imperial, somebody fact-checked us, and Bill's kind of embarrassed. I've got a stunt beer drinker in here, Harbor Light Brewery. Um, yeah, the first beer we brought on was the Moral Flexibility, which was a uh, hybrid strong ale, uh, scotch ale. He's like, yeah, it's not too big. It's only like 7%. Somebody's like, uh, no, um, hey, Bill, um, it's 8.5. <laughs> it's like, oh, wait a minute. Wasn't that what they said, 8.5? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, he said, yeah. So, anyway, so. I know, well, it's we're, almost we're like sticking- I said about the 9, uh, what was it, uh, $989 million. And they're like, no, it's 98, 90. 90- 989.87. Sorry, I forgot the point. Yeah, well, we got a stunt beer liver in here. So uh, another Harbor Light beer. This is a Loud McLeod. It's a Scotch Ale. You know, hey, we're staying big. Uh, What's the ABV on this one again? Uh, About 11.5. Oh, good. All right, 11.5. Okay, so listen. This is this is a, to, to quote another movie reference here. Um, this is uh, I'm just making this up by the way. It's the Days of Thunder when he's testing out the car. I'm dropping the hammer. No, you're not. <laughs> yes, we are. We're going to eleven. All right, here we go. Or Spinal Tap. We're going to eleven. There, there you go. go. There you go. Spinal Tap. Uh, so we're talking about how it feels like just every week we get on the air and we talk about how beer is just declining and declining and. You know, here in America, and, and we talked about it in Germany, now in Canada. What country will it be next? We'll find out next week. <laughs> the sky is falling. The sky is falling. It feels and like listen, that. It feels that people, way. All I know is everywhere James and I go, we talk about this all the time. You see people stop drinking beer? Nope. All your friends, they quit drinking beer? How many friends have quit drinking beer? I mean, even I can name maybe two who quit in January. Right. I mean, and then after that, they were they were like, "Thank goodness it's February. I'm back." I I really don't know if I have any beer drinkers that are like, "Yeah, James, just don't do that anymore. Sorry, buddy." And then, <laughs> but I know you got that whole radio show and everything. Let me, and let me know if you want to catch up with some coffee or something. But uh, right now, I'm uh, yeah, not doing the beer thing anymore. So it, it was fun while we did it, but uh, the memories are great. So Chad took a yeah. sip, and he is his hair just came right out of his head. I, well, yeah, well, I was gonna say it started growing again. Woo, that's uh. Ooh, uh, that's uh, that's big. That's that's big. I don't know what. All right, maybe we'll, maybe we need we need to find out what he put in this. We'll we'll check in with Bill here, Stunt Beer Liver from Harbor Light Brewing. But um, that is it's boozy, but not hot. 
That's the beauty I like about it. So you can tell it's been cared for, but it also, it was, it was meant to punch you in the back of the head via your taste buds. So it's going to do the job. All right. But that's why he's here because we're sharing. And I, I'm going to crack another beer here coming up, but I want to give a shout out Ooh. to the untapped app. You know, shout out to the untapped app. Uh, if you're not familiar with the untapped app, it's basically a place where you can kind of keep a profile of the beers that you've had. Um, you know, breweries kind of look at look at it because people go on there and rate the beers that they try. But you check in a beer. You you have a beer like I'm having this tornado shark from Lone Pipe Brewing Company, American Strong Ale, and I can go to the untapped app and I can check it in. But I went back because I see this story about Platform Beer Company. As I, I know I've had them before. When have I had them? I can't remember. But sure enough, I go to the Untapped app and I typed in Platform Beer. And sure enough, I have checked in a beer from Platform Beer Company. <laughs> you sound like Mark McShaffrey from Backyard Grill. Yeah. He does that all the time. He says, I don't know if I've had a beer from them. Hold on a second. Pulls out his phone. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, we, we were in the commercial oh. break. And I, was, I looked up Platform Beer in my Untapped app. And sure enough, I had checked in a beer. And I checked in a beer at 2017. <laughs> sure enough. <laughs> uh, but uh, some news out of Platform Beer Company. So this is one of those like neighborhood breweries that kind of built up the neighborhood. And I like I like breweries like that. They, you know, they, they open themselves, they establish themselves as a neighborhood bar, and then they carve out a market and then actually help other local businesses grow. They're in Cleveland. I guess a little, Cleveland rocks. I guess a little neighborhood in Cleveland. But unfortunately, they are closing their doors for good. And I know this because Anheuser-Busch has confirmed. You're like, what? What? Yeah, see, in 2019, brewing giant Anheuser-Busch, they're the maker of... Michelo Ultra. In case you didn't know. And other global brands. They acquired the brewery. And it was a move that quickly expanded the brand's distribution. But also, like anything else, drew criticism with some. Actually, there was a sign posted on the brew pub when it... I don't know if you knew this, Chad. But <laughs> when it first got acquired, somebody posted a sign on the, uh, on the brew pub basically saying, Capitalism speed run! <laughs> And then, uh, you know, someone took it down. But anyways, the closure includes... There's somebody who didn't take an economics class who's like, what does that mean? Okay, try, send us a message at what's on tap radio, gmail.com, or we'll, we'll, we'll clear it all up. A frustrated, we'll a frustrated patron of the, of the establishment put up a sign that said, capitalism speed run. <laughs> that didn't make the story, but I just remember that. Okay, anyways, uh, the closure includes platform brew pubs in Cleveland, Columbus and Cincinnati, as well as Cleveland-based platform sour beer subsidiary, uh, Funkin' Ship. I didn't know Funkin' Ship was a subsidiary of. I've had Funkin' Ship as well. Okay, hmm. but apparently you didn't has, even have to check your untapped out for that, did you? You're like that must have been a memorable beer because I remember having that. Or you just like saying Funkin' Ship. I think that's what it was. It's the name Funkin' Ship. But anyways, uh, a spokesman for Anheuser-Busch said that they'll continue producing the three of the brand's beers. They have a Haze Juice IPA, Odd Future Imperial IPA, and their new Kennelway IPA. It was the Odd Future Imperial IPA, which I checked in. But uh, Hmm. craft beer drinkers aren't the only ones paying attention to this news because apparently, I didn't know this, Chad, and Chad's a big uh, can collector, but there's a Brewery Collectibles Club of America. It's an establishment that had started in 1970, 
and has chapters all over the world. Buriana of America, baby. Uh, including in Northeast Ohio. But apparently the president has said that uh, people are on the lookout for platform cans after the right. news of platform closing. And collecting every platform can produced would be a monumental task going forward. I'm not exactly sure why. That's the thing. Is that, I, that doesn't make any sense. I don't either. But apparently the value of platform cans at about 2 to $3. Uh, but the shutdown bolstered that value to 30 to 40%. And collectors right. seek these cans in the best conditions possible to display them on their shelves. I know Chad. Chad's a big beer can collector. But keeping them full and become a potential liability for leakage... So I don't know. Do you drink them? Do you not no, drink th them? Th this doesn't make any sense because everybody's talking about it. and this. I, I know what the 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 Buriana clubs and they're they're getting at here. They're trying to drum up a little bit of hype, but it's like these cans they're worth two dollars and fifty cents, and right now they shot up forty percent. I'm like, oh wait, how much is that? Oh wait, they went up a buck. Well, buck they went up forty percent oh, wow. now. But hey, they're almost four dollars now. Well, Whoa. what can they be a year from now? What can they be five years yes, from now? 401k dropped uh, 50%. Who cares? I've got the entire collection of these cans. And I tell you what, I put them all together. I have almost enough to buy a 12-pack of real beer that's still in being brewed. But no, that doesn't happen here. I'm sorry. They, they're, what they're basically saying is, is if you can get the whole collection, that the set is worth more than the individual pieces. And so if you get the entire collection together, which might be a dozen cans, yeah, you, you might have 20 bucks. Or, yeah, you might have 40 bucks. So. But it could it could add up later. It could add up later and give it, <laughs> give it to your grandchildren. But yeah, Platform Ooh. Beer Company closes its doors for good, and this has collectors on the lookout for Platform Beer cans. So I don't know anything about the can collecting Chad does, but hey, if you're looking to make a million dollars... Don't go after beer cans. Don't go there. Don't do this. <laughs> buy scratch-offs instead. You got a better return on investment. All right, we got to take a break. Uh, we got a lot coming up next hour, including Hold My Beer and Watch This and a big, big-time interview. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. We'll explain. So what's on tap radio? We'll be right back. 
When someone says, hold my beer, Go. you know a trip Go. to the ER is in your future. <laughs> so hold your own beer, buddy, and just listen to more of What's on Tap. What's on Tap? What's on Tap, What's on tap Radio. Hey, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of beer you drink. Do you like it ice cold? Do you like it served at cellar temperature? Do you like it served in a fancy glass or just drinking it from a long neck bottle? It doesn't matter because everybody who drinks beer loves great food. And you're going to find both at The Backyard Grill, located on the northwest side of Houston, Texas, at the corner of West and Jones Road, and proud sponsors of What's On Tap Radio. Hey, it's Chad Pilbeam, the Beer Logic Guy here, telling you to get out there and support those who support us. And when you go in there, hey, like I said, it doesn't matter what kind of beer you like. They've got it. Ice cold beer right here. Or check out their cellared beer menu. Oh, yeah, ask for the special stuff. they got a secret stash, 48 taps, Everything you want in a hundred different food items at the Backyard Grill. Check out their beer events, sign up for their newsletter, and find out more at thebackyardgrill.com. That's thebackyardgrill.com. All right, welcome back. This is What's On Tap Radio that you're listening to right now. We appreciate you. Thanks for stopping by. Hope you're enjoying the show. We got a lot of good stuff on tap this hour. If you missed the first hour, well, it'll be podcast for you. Posted shortly. Thanks to our friends over at caskbranding.com. Any any place that uh, podcasts are available, you can find What's On Tap Radio. And if you want to get a hold of the show, there are a number of ways to do so. First, you want to do is you want to go to all the social media platforms and find at What's On Tap Radio and give us a like or a follow. Or if you want to drop us an old email, you can do so. That's What's On Tap Radio at gmail.com. That's What's On Tap Radio at gmail.com. Uh, first hour. Uh, Don't forget 1 800 746 8929 if you want to get on the show. No, I'll wait. The phone lines are now open. No, no. We, we fired the call screener during. Well, we, we, we had to let him go during the. Uh, pandemic because uh yeah we couldn't afford anything and we had to stay from home we had to stay at home so yeah we fired our phone screener now he's the ceo of a um seltzer company he's living nice <laughs> yeah yeah they know they have a they have a neighbor named bill and they said yeah i'm gonna invite invest half a billion dollars in this company that you just invested in saying man anyways i am out of my tornado shark that i kicked off with the Way to go. All right. Well, I mean, I don't have a stunt beer drinker in studio like That's Chad does. That's what I'm does. saying. Chad's you on the it. 17th beer. Now, we did open one here, and uh, this is I, the one thing I didn't mention, the Loud McLeod uh, Scotch Ale. This is a wine barrel age, so that's why I'm picking up all these fig notes. It's very fruity. I'm a big wine barrel age fan. I've had some. I just don't know. <clears throat> I'm, I'm with you on this, but this, this basically turns it into um, a fruity, boozy version of Scotch Ale. Okay, so, it's got, I, I do like it's got a lot of fig raisin notes. I, I I like it. I'm doing I'm doing all right. So, but you said you have a beer you're. I do, with. I do. In uh, St. Patrick's Day is coming up. Look at me timestamping the show. It's going to sound awkward when we air the show in July for a best of. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, in you're honor doing of great St. Patrick's Day, I know the same thing. The the very thing I tell my journalism <laughs> students not to do: timestamp your show. Don't time your stamp your stuff. But I remember my first time on the air, too. Here I am doing it because uh, 11 Below Brewing Company. Oh, I like those guys. 
Big, yeah, they are fun people to hang are, out with. Cool they are place. fun people. Uh, hung out with them not too long ago when I was at the Texas Craft Brewers Cup. They were out there. And uh, they got a Irish Red Ale. Getting out of my wheelhouse again. Oh, Dublin, wow. me luck. Right there. That's low ABV, though. Dublin, me luck. This is their Irish Red Ale at, uh, where I don't even see the ABV on here. I oh, 5.7%. 5.7%. Oh, that's that's up. Yeah, that's, that's higher than what I expected for that style of beer. Um, yeah, an Irish red Irish typically red. coming in right around five. Yeah, I mean, so not too far. Yeah, off. there's a range on there. I know some BJCP guy is going to look and say, hey, didn't you take the class? Don't you know that these things called ranges? No, gives a damn. <laughs> cares. Anyways, yeah, I know what. So Dublin, me luck, Irish red ale, 11 blue, 11 blue, 11 below <laughs> brewing, uh, seasonal release. That's that strong ale kicking in from the first hour. <laughs> the holidays and family drama are over, but St. Patty's Day is around the corner. Time to get in the spirit. Nothing says shalate quite like a fine Irish red ale. Damn right. Dublin Me Lux, rich malt, backbone. Love that word, backbone. Uh, it's unique. Irish yeast character give the malty little treats you all need to get lucky. Yeah, next you're going to say hop forward, malty backbone. <laughs> I definitely get hop forward right there. Oh, shut up. 2010 oh. call. They want their BJCP quotes back. <laughs> That's Beer Just Certification Program, by the way. Yeah. If you're interested in doing that. That's right. No, all you had to do back when craft beer was just exploding and coming, everyone's like, wow, this thing's taking off like wildfire. What all you had to do is just, you can pick up any beer. Just say, uh, let's hop forward with a nice multi backbone. And didn't matter what beer it was. It could have been anything. It could have been anything. I feel like in the early days of What's on Tap Radio, because we launched in 2013, we can go back to those early interviews and pull clips. And I guarantee there's probably every episode. Everyone. I guess a multi-backbone on the finish. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't forget. Yeah. Hey, I'm kind of getting this on the back of the throat here. Back of the, yeah, back of my palate. Yeah. Or back of the palate. That's what it is. On the back of my palate, I'm kind of getting this. On the like, finish, You're I get so this sophisticated. You're so... Pinky's out, baby. Wow. You know so much about beer. I, uh, I'm a seasoned beer drinker. I've been drinking beer for two years now. <laughs> But, uh, That's right. I went to a brewery. I was on a tour once. Yeah. I knew the answer to one of the questions. I was that guy on the brewery tour. So tell me about the osmosis. <laughs> That's right. Hey, is that bottle conditioned or not? Pay attention. Let's see if he is that the reverse osmosis. Is. If not, I'm going to teach him something about his job. What's your oxygen levels on that? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes that guy on the brewery tour. I think we did that bit, right, Chad? We we did we did the whole thing all the different kinds of yeah we people did on the, brewery the tour. different people on the brewery tour different people at beer festivals yeah we've done all those those are fun oh god they are fun okay yeah uh, at five point seven percent alcohol by volume I I'm liking it getting in the mood for St Patrick's Day coming right up but this also gets me in the mood of Michelo Ultra oh not that Mayor <laughs> you had your moment. <laughs> You had your moment. Hold my beer and watch this. Brought to you by the Ringnalda Ten Haken Insurance Group, where they'll cover you for just about everything, except this. Live radio, you gotta love it. <laughs> you gotta keep the labels on the on the cuts, dear. <laughs> That's what happens when you drink a strong beer coming out of the gate with no stunt beer liver. Hey, where'd my coffee go? I don't know. All right, we'll look it up later. It flew down two miles that way. <laughs> All right, so this whole my beer and watch is okay. I gotta I gotta start off like this. This is kind of like when your mom told you, "Well, if a friend jumped off a cliff, 
Remember when your mom told you that? Well, if Johnny jumped off a cliff, would you jump off a cliff? But just because someone on else cool commits John was <laughs> just because someone else commits a crime doesn't mean you should as well. And that's the subject of this week's Hold My Beer and Watch This. Because earlier this month, some idiot got into it with a cashier at a Circle K store in Memphis, Tennessee. Because she wouldn't sell him beer. She wouldn't sell him beer, so he got into it with the cashier. This is where the bad journalism comes in, Chad. We don't know what kind of beer he was trying to buy. No, we don't know. But That's if a get... lousy journalist. Do your damn job! <laughs> yep. So to get even, he grabbed a whole display of chips and put them in his car and drove off. And it's not clear if cops caught him or not, but what's important is while the cashier was distracted, another customer named Joseph Braswell noticed the guy had dropped the two bags of chips outside. So he picked up the chips and started eating them. So police found him a few minutes later with crumbs all over his face and security footage showed what happened. And now he's facing a theft charge worth of $1,000 or less. And each bag of chips were valued at $4.98. So you're holding my beer and watch this. A thief stole a whole rack of chips. Then a random guy opened two bags of chips and then got arrested. And that is your hold my beer and watch this. Brought to you by Rignala Tenhaken Insurance Group. We got to take a break. Still to come, a big time interview. We'll be right back. Beer has hops. Hops are plants. Plants make salad. So beer is salad. You know how we do. Yeah. What's on tap radio? James and Chad talking about beer. (laughs) So during the break... Chad and I got in this discussion because uh, my whole my beer and watch this. I was talking about how some idiot stole a whole display of chips from a Circle K store in Memphis. And it's not clear if the cops caught him or not. But while the cashier was distracted, another customer noticed that he had dropped two bags of chips outside. So he opened them up and still had crumbs on his face when cops found him and he was arrested. So, yeah, a thief stole a whole rack of chips and then a random guy opened two bags and got arrested for it. And then Chad was like, wait, wait, that sounds awfully familiar, James. I, I swear I sent you that story. I'm like, no, Chad, this is not a story you sent to me. <laughs> I know. It happened, I know. You're sitting there. It's like, what, wait, what was it? That was at Circle K, right? Yeah, it's at Circle K. Yeah, and I, for, I thought for sure, whenever you said, all right, yeah, and this uh, story happened in, and I'm like, oh, yeah, Florida. And you said Memphis. And I'm like, no. Anyway, we kind of went through that whole thing. By the way, that last song right there was titled um, We Want to Be White Snake, But We're Not. <laughs> no, it's, it's actually a, a, appropriate for uh, the first beer I brought to the table. Uh, is. Dangerous is the name of the song by the band Shark Island. Cause remember, oh, I was, nice. I'll drink well, the, the, the um, Tornado Shark. Apparently, this band didn't um, you know, make any more hits, but anything. Hey, at least well, they made speaking- it to the Bill and Ted soundtrack. <laughs> Speaking of dangerous and Shark Island, we're going to go to the Shark Peninsula of Lee County, Florida. Um, where yeah, Nothing ever were, happens yeah, there. Yeah, ringing all the Ten Haken insurance. Yeah, that's right. Hey, you're getting bonus coverage here. Added value. Um, that's right. That's right. What's on Tap Radio, where the W stands for value. Exactly. All right, so here we go. Uh, this comes to us from a Circle K in Lee County, Florida. I'm like, 
what the heck, man? What's going on here? Well, there was a homeless man who was, oh, trying to get that last beer in. Last second beer run. He's like, wait a minute. They can't sell beer after 2 a.m. I got to go. So he hustles over to the uh, Circle K and uh, goes in quickly to buy his beer before they shut down at 2 a.m. He's like, no, we can't sell beer after 2 a.m. And while in there, there was a woman who was waiting in a car and uh, two people approached the vehicle and said, can't park here, ma'am. And well, the situation escalated quickly because the guy in the store looks back and sees the woman sitting in the car. These two guys come up and well, what is a uh, drunk homeless man buying beer at 2 a.m. at the Circle K to do? Well, he's to turn into a superhero like our friends uh, in uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. We'll save you, ma'am. He comes flying out of the store and starts firing shots into the air to scare him away. (laughs) Bang, 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 bang. And of course they all take off. I saved you, ma'am. Now buy buy this beer, please. Now no word on whether or not he said that, but <laughs> he was thinking, surely I'm going to be recognized as a hero of the Circle K. Well, unfortunately, when the uh, local authorities arrived, they informed the man that discharging a firearm into the air to scare away people who are just trying to make sure that you're not illegally parked <laughs> does not warrant a uh, statue in the town of Lee County, Florida. So your bonus, hold my beer and watch this, goes to uh, a homeless man in Lee County, Florida, who thought the best way to get and shoo away somebody telling you you've illegally parked at the Circle K is to come out of the store and fire shots into the air and scatter them like cockroaches. So that's your uh, bonus. There must be something in the water. At the Circle K, because uh, must be, man. Hey, if you work at a Circle weird K, weird things happening. If, if if you work at a Circle K and you're listening to the show, be on the lookout. Yeah, and also, you know, <laughs> beastly. But like I said, there's got to be something in the water, James. Something in the water. That's our next court case. Uh, Brewer, Anheuser Busch, InBev. I'm not exactly sure if you're familiar with them. Uh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. That, oh, that's that brewery that uh, uh, Steve Jobs invested in, right? Tell you, man. <laughs> Oh wait, he's you got a, dead. If you got a billion Never dollars, you got a billion dollars burning a hole in your pocket. <laughs> but apparently, Anheuser Busch InBev scored at least a temporary win in the long-running battle over light beer brands marketing claims. So BBB National Programs National Advertising Division and Ad Ad Industries Self Regulatory Group determined that Molson Coors Beverage Company should stop marketing its light beer products by implying that those produced by rivals. Have little or no flavor. AB Bev earlier this year filed a challenge to a mid-year 2022 ad for Molson Coors Miller Lite in which a cyclist pours a can of generic light beer over his face while a voiceover reads, light beer shouldn't taste like water. It should taste like beer. Hello, pot, meat, kettle. <laughs> and the ad <laughs> oh didn't... Oh, my gosh. The ad didn't specifically mention AB Bev products, which included... Michael, I'm not gonna do it again, Mayor. Do can, it, do oh, it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Do it. Oh, I'm not doing it. But anyways, you know they're the makers of Michelob Ultra and Bud Light. Michelob Ultra. Yeah. All right, that was me doing it. I already did it. I've already it. done it once on the show, and I don't want to exhaust it because we're already talking which about one, it. which one was that? Michelob Ultra. I know. But I feel like we exhaust things, Chad, and so I, I feel like maybe Michelob Ultra shouldn't be playing it. But anyways, the makers <laughs> of Michelob Ultra. Uh, but anyways. 
Back to the story. The National Advertising Division found that the ad made measurable claim without appropriate supporting evidence. An AB InBev spokesman praised the decision, saying true stewards of the beer industry should be working together to strengthen the beer category instead of resorting in misleading attacks that degenerate products enjoyed by millions of beer drinkers. That was well written by the lawyer team of Anheuser-Busch and course, other... <laughs> Molson Coors wow. plans to appeal. Uh, we vehemently disagree with the decision because we believe light beer should taste like beer, not water, and we are within our right to share that belief, a spokesman said. So in 2019, uh, Molson Coors sued AB InBev over a Super Bowl campaign, highlighting the fact that Miller Lite and Coors Light use corn syrup in their brewing process. And that case was actually dismissed. That was it. Yeah, that was the big corn syrup war. We covered that. We talked about that. That That's funny you say that because the, the, the case was dismissed. I have a feeling this one's going to get kicked as well. Yeah, so Molson Coors yeah. told, stop saying rivals beer tastes like water because true stewards of the beer industry should be working together to strengthen the beer category instead of resorting and misleading attacks. How about that being said of once upon a time when, um, you know, they were attacking craft breweries and so forth. I know, I know. Well, you know, speaking of, we, we've got a couple minutes here. Um, I, I want to go ahead and tackle this uh, story here. Speaking of attacking breweries and doing all that, um, there's a brewery in Scotland. Maybe you've heard of them um, called Brewdog. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> here we go james Brood you remember whenever they were called go. hypocrites they were called hypocrites for running a world cup ad campaign uh documenting the poor human rights record uh and criticizing qatar's uh human rights treatment and of their employees and all that well uh, they were called hypocrites because, well, there was a, a lawsuit filed an open letter from employees talking about the toxic culture of Brewdog in Scotland. And well, as a result of this investigation and the ethical complaints, they have lost their benefit corporation status or B Corp certification. Now, I will say this, though. There is something to be said about this. James Watt, of course, the outspoken co-founder of and also very good friend of James Simpson. <laughs> uh, not a big fan. He actually blocked me on Twitter. No, I, yeah, he blocked you me hung on up on him and you said some things. He blocked anyway, me on Twitter. He, he insists that they continue to meet the highest standards of social and environmental performance for more so than any other brewery in the world. Um, and they have uh, opposed the loss of their B corporation status. Now, what is a B corporation status? It's an independent organization that you actually have to pay a fee to join but it basically ensures that you are compliant in governance, workers' compensation, workers' treatment, community, environment, and customers. And, of course, BrewDog said, yeah, we were going to drop it anyway. But <laughs> sure you were. But anyway, they are no longer uh, a member of the ethical B Corp certification Man, status. The rug's just being pulled out from uh, BrewDog, isn't it? What will happen next? Not good things happen. They're going to brew a beer under a frozen I'm lake. I'm not getting into that, Chad, but what I am going to get into is a big-time interview coming up, a brewery that calls themselves the only Imperial Brewing Company. Today, we are heroes. Heroes who rescued some beer that was trapped in a bottle. This is What's on Tap Radio.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. See, here at What's On Tap Radio, we like to go big. And I'm not talking about, like, eh, big. We're going real big, Chad. I know. This is crazy. We did not. This, this just came together in, the, in a production meeting in our mind weeks ago. And now it's come to fruition. Big, big ideas. Big ideas. I like when big, big ideas beers. come together and they work out. Big beers and some of the biggest beers out there. We're talking big, huge. We're talking imperial. And, uh, oh, yeah, um, I, I learned there's this thing as an imperial session beer, or is there? We're going to find out more because we have a special guest on the line all the way from Worcester, Massachusetts. I probably said that wrong. Anyway, Greater Good Imperial Brewery. Colleen Quinn joining us here on What's On Tap Radio. Colleen, are you with us? I'm here, guys. Thanks for having me. How about that? I, I hope that intro didn't let you down. No, yeah. not at all. <laughs> I, I appreciate the love for big beer. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's it's a love for big beer. And I know it's one of those things that we tell people, hey, listen, if you're going to come on the show, have a beer, loosen up a little bit, but don't have anything too big. And then Colleen's like, well, there's I mean, going to be a problem here. No, Colleen said, hold my beer. <laughs> well, I mean, first I said, well, you love big beers. And you cannot lie. And oh. then I drank a few big beers before I came on. <laughs> oh, that's all a, right. That's a good slogan. So, Greater Good Imperial Brewing Company. Imperial Brewing Company. That's that's big right there. Yeah. We should have a crown to prove it, right? But, uh, but yeah, oh. we're, we feel really good about it. This is what I don't think our audience really understands because I, I discovered this and I went, wait a minute. Yes. Is this real? So set this like, up, Chad. Set this up for our audience I, here. This is, yeah, because like you, this one blew my mind. I, I looked and I was like, wait a minute. It says America's 
only imperial brewery. So for those who are, it's like, wait a minute, only imperial. So what? Um, it you guys have royalty. You guys have a king, a queen. Is it a monarchy? Is that kind of imperial, or is it imperialistic, where you got a dictator? Or what do you mean by the only imperial brewery in America? Yeah, certainly never any of those bad connotations with imperial. We, the first and only all imperial brewing company, are the only brewery that exclusively does. 8% or above beers. So we only specialize in high ABV beers. We feel like we've kind of cracked the code on that. And it's a segment that's growing. So we feel really happy that we're in that space now. So I, I, I know that we, you know, every year, there's this movement for people to get healthy. January rolls around, there's dry January. And there are people just I can't wait till February. Are, are, have you given any thought to maybe creating your own month, maybe Imperial February? You know, I mean, the closest thing we've come to creating our own Imperial Month is doing our first ever all Imperial Beer Fest last September, which will be now a, a festival that we recreate every year around that time where we feature exclusively the biggest beers in the world. And when I was telling people about we're going to invite 30 breweries to show up at our spot and only sample 8% or above beers for like a four or five hour session. And it was all you could drink kind of beer festival style. Everyone was like, you're crazy. And I was like, but maybe not crazy enough. Let's, let's take that up to the next, next level. Yeah. I want to talk to your insurance agent. Wow. Woo. (laughs) I mean, that's, Woo, that's that's that sounds crazy. You're absolutely right. So, what was the motivation then behind this? I mean, just be. I mean, yeah, nobody's out there has done the imperial, but I mean, would, would you just sit around, you all only drink big beers, and you look over at the session beers and go, "Yeah, I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass." You know, oh wait, that one's seven point nine, mm, not big enough. We're gonna go eight and above and just say, "Hey, we could open a brewery." So I have to give all the credit in the world to our founder, Paul Wengender, who had a personal passion for kind of imperial beers, high ABV beers, um, back when he was originally concocting this idea. And, you know, he didn't think there was anything particularly amazing out there. A lot of imperial beers from 10, 15, 20 years ago were either super boozy or super bitter, or it was like novelty to see how high of an ABV you could get. None of them were really targeted towards getting a good, drinkable kind of nightcap kind of beer out there. And so Paul set out to see if he could create something that was better than anything. He liked those beers, but he wanted to create something better. And, um, you know, I like to think he did. And it became a you know, he always says it became a company, not a hobby, and we we just went from there. We're uh, talking with Colleen Quinn of Greater Good Imperial Brewery, Worcester, Massachusetts, and uh, coming up with imperial beers that are better than what was gimmicky and in the market, and and that I mean, were you were you just shooting for let's just do better than malt liquor, or you wanted to do <laughs> better than the twelve percent pastry stout, or or do you even make pastry stouts and put glitter and oh god, you know, Chad, come, come on, maybe you never. <laughs> No, man, we, we, we don't do that gimmicky stuff, emphasis on stuff, so I don't get bleeped out on this. Right. But, um, but no, we, we really try to build the best beers, stay true to style, but do them at an imperial level. And 
I think that's especially true as we started to experiment with styles that nobody would ever expect to be imperialized and do them at a high ABV level. So now one of our newest core beer offerings is a blonde ale, right? Like typically a four to five percent beer. We've got bombshell blonde ale clocking in at eight percent. Now our fourth biggest priority, like a top four seller in our tap room and going gangbusters out in the market because we were saying like, all right, just because we're an imperial brewery doesn't mean that we can only do like bourbon barrel aged stouts and imperial IPAs. Um, so we, we like it as a way for us to push the envelope for what high ABV beers can be. So then the question I need to know is, is there such a thing as an imperial session beer? <laughs> <laughs> Session beer is typically something that you just sit back and you can drink a lot of. Is there an imperial session beer? Have you crossed that bridge? So when you define session as like something that you can drink in a session and drink a few of, I think we have plenty of them because (laughs) I drink plenty of our beers in in a session. In the kind of typical definition of a session beer is below 4% or below 5% or whatever the the nomenclature is these days. No, we're never going to brew a beer that's at that level under the greater good banner um, because we feel very proud of our differentiation of being the only all-imperial brewing company. But super sessionable styles and making really crushable, drinkable beers at a high ABV level, we are playing in that game in spades, right? Like we we have the blonde that I mentioned um, right now in our tanks right now. I'm so pumped about, we have an imperial Mexican lager, which people... Some brewers might come at me and, like, hate on me for this. My own brewers, like, a little bit rolled their eyes when I proposed the idea. But I was like, hey, guys, you, you killed it on the blonde. So I know you can make and, – and we killed it on a cold IPA, which is what I'm drinking right now. So I'm like, all right, I know you can do this and do this in a good way. So let's give it a whirl and try it out and, and release it a little bit before Cinco de Mayo. So, like, we have sessionable styles at an imperialized level. And by all means, depending on your tolerance and, and who you are, like, drink as many as you feel comfortable in a session. Um, but we are not a session beer in the typical ABV definition of that. Yeah, I'm looking at your your beer list here. And if I'm going to get a flight, I see it. you got the gingerbread ale, the galaxy pulp daddy, but the citra, 9% Belgian-inspired hazy IPA. That was the first first beer that we ever produced, and we reproduce it for our anniversary each year. It's our founder. Our founder is still one of his favorite beers, and um, yeah, I mean, it's basically a a, a saison, but at an imperial level with a little bit of a hoppy twist. Yeah, I'm gonna just throw, I'm gonna throw this out there, James. If you're making a Belgian hazy quadruple IPA. Um, I think the name of the beer should be, that's not my pronoun because it covers everything. <laughs> it literally covers everything. And it's, it, I, I'm dying to try that beer. Well, we'll I, we will have to send some to you first of all, but like, 
we are we are trying to do that in a gimmicky way and it's almost i i told paul initially when i was starting to join our company paul's our founder i was like dude you're humble to a fault in some ways because yeah you could brand that beer as quadruple you know glitter bomb you know insert any buzzword here kind of deal but we're not because we're trying to stay pure and true to what we're doing and i'm like sometimes you got to be a little bit like cocky and proud about what right. you're doing and um i think sometimes it takes an out Outsider coming into an organization like myself when I joined, I was like, I will amplify and be the like loud, proud soccer mom on the sideline that's amplifying what you guys are doing. That's what I'm here for. And that's, that's what I'm excited about. And, and I think that's what greater good needed. The loud soccer mom cheering for Imperial beer in the red solo cup and doing it out there and actually making beers true to style. Colleen Quinn Greater Good Imperial Brewing Company. Sounds like you guys are having a lot of fun out there. It'd be a lot more fun if we could have some of that beer. But thank you for joining us, and uh, hope you make a million dollars with that idea. As always, that's our that's our our tagline. But uh, uh, we're glad you joined us, Colleen. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. All right, this is what's on tap radio. Hang with us. We got one more segment. We'll be right back. And the teacher said, "No, Bobby. There's no such time as beer o'clock." Fire that teacher. This is What's on Tap Radio. Last segment of What's on Tap Radio for this week starts now. Thanks to our friends over at Tantric Brewing Company for bringing us this segment. Hey, speaking of Tantric Brewing Company, um, guess what I have in my hand? Is it a big beer? Oh, thanks part to Colleen of Quinn. Thanks to Colleen oh, Quinn yeah. for uh, stopping by the show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, we're keeping up with the theme here. This one goes out to you, uh, Colleen. This one, um, yeah, this is the Hammer Spank. We've had this on the show before, but I just like having this around. I pick it up whenever I can from Tantric Brewing Company. Whiskey Barrel Aged Imperial Irish Red Ale. James, going the other direction with the Irish Red Ale. I did, By the way, 11 Below Brewing Company. I am not kidding you. I had no idea you were bringing an Irish ale to the table, and I am not kidding you. This is my last of Imperial beers from It Just Worked Out. And so this is part of the Kinky Series from... Tantric Brewing Company, and of course, I've got my stunt beer liver from Harbor Light Brewing in South Haven in studio with me. I want to thank Bill for stopping by and bringing some beers. Um, go check him out as well. So when you're in the area and you're going to go check out uh, Tantric, you know, eh, it's just hang a hard left. If you're going north, hang a hard left. And uh, when you hit South Haven, um, say hi. Tell them what's on tap radio sent you. But this is the last segment for the week. The week. I want to thank Tantric Brewing Company for bringing us this. And also... Superior Pest Control of West Michigan, who sent us a ton of stories, including this one here. This is a wow. good one. This is actually an interesting one that brings up a good debate. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And the question is, and thank you, Superior Pest Control, for sending us our way. How long is it okay to stay at the table after you paid? So you go out to a restaurant or maybe a bar, and uh, you're with good company, and you, you finish eating, you order another round of drinks, but maybe the waitress needs to leave, whatever, drops off the check, you pay. What's the appropriate amount of time to stay at the table before they're like, hey, look, get the out okay <laughs> well see now see here's here's part of this i'm going to tell you this this is this is an awkward part because i got in trouble for expressing my belief and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna even say my belief i got in trouble for expressing the truth in west michigan because there is a little bit of a culture here where well i paid for this seat and i'll leave when i'm ready mm. and oh, uh-huh okay and here's the other part of that is they won't even close their tab. They'll ask for the check or they'll receive the check and then they wait to close it. Now, how long do they wait? Uh, let's discuss from your story there. What's so, an appropriate time to wait? And then I'll let you know so, how long they wait here. Okay, so customers who know that a restaurant's closed and make no effort to put some pep in their step are singly handily affecting everyone who works in the place. They don't realize it because they don't have any self-awareness, but yes, they are. The kitchen crew is twiddling their thumbs, wondering if the dessert's in their future. Right, the we, dish- have, we did yeah. The dishwasher's eagerly waiting for those remaining plates and glasses on your table. The buster's ready to turn the, the lights on and mop the floor around you. Yeah, we've done this. We talked about this. Right. And the manager wants to turn off the pipe music and everyone's been listening to for the last eight hours. If you work right, at a we, restaurant, we, you know there's a playlist and you hear the same songs over and over and they're tired of hearing the same songs the question, over and over and over yes. again. The question came up, though, and it was like, well, then how long is too long? We need to start quantifying They want to go home. They don't want these damn, what they call campers, just pitching tents or rolling out sleeping bags right at their booths. They don't call them that in West Michigan. They call them something else, but okay, go on. But when is it time to leave? How do you know when it's time to go? Like I say, I'm going to ask you, James. What? I'm putting you on the spot. When you ask for your check... Or when they bring you the check, do you put do you put a mental clock in your head and say I this do. is how long? Absolutely. Okay, how long? When I finish my drink, are we finish our drinks? We're gone. And so, what would you time that at? Oh, do you drink fat? Do you drink it faster? Yeah, if, yeah. If, I'm, I'm gonna say 15, 20 minutes max. Max. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you and I are in the same wheelhouse. Okay. I think that's proper etiquette to yep. say. Okay. Wait a minute. They, they they've handed me the check. They know I'm not gonna spend any more money. 
They want to turn this table. That's an industry term for just getting you out of the seat so they can put somebody else in. Right. And make more money. So and that's, it, and that's reasonable. That's it, a reasonable request. If you have no self-awareness and you don't know when it's time to go, here's some cues that they're telling you to get the out. All right. How about when the background music changes in some way? So it might be get turned off completely or they'll uh, play, you know, Donna Sumner's last dance or closing time by semisonic. How about like uh, the smell in the air? I'm just saying, because people continue to do this, Chad, the smell in the air. If it starts smelling like candles being blown out, it's time to go. It is. So here's my question then. All right, let's tie this all. Let's I'm trying. I'm just. I'm, I'm refreshing people because I still feel they don't get the message. All right. So let's re- let's bring this full circle because the question was asked, and we want and we want to we want to give you the answer. Let's put you on the clock now. Whenever if I'm sitting in a restaurant, I'll go ahead and tell you this, and I see the candles being put out and they're mopping around me. Right. I'm like, oh crap. It I'd like I, I've overstayed my welcome. Let's get out of here. Let's get out. I mean, really. But some people so, don't. Some people don't get those hints because here's what happens: is usually the waitresses or the waiters they're always so nice and they're like, oh guys, just take your time. Just because they say that doesn't mean they mean it. They're just being polite. They can't tell you, oh yeah, I would like you to leave. No, no, they can't. But they're telling, oh yeah, guys, yeah, just take your time. Right. No, they so, no leave. All right, so here we go. Now you've. They've brought your check. You have a drink. You you finish it in the 15-minute window that you just talked about. Here's the question. You decide, I'd like another drink. Is it acceptable to stay and say, you know what? I'd like to reopen my tab. We're going to no, do another round. Absolutely not. Oh, now hold no, on. You close out. Hold on. If you close out... And especially no, I didn't say you close out. They brought you the check. I didn't say... It's like, no, no, no. Open no, it back. They, okay. They haven't closed out. No, because normally they'll ask you, anything else I can get you for you guys? And you're like, oh, no, I, I'm good. We're good. And then like, so okay. So here's my, all right, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll phrase it like this. I would argue that if I'm staying and if I'm staying and drinking and there's nobody else waiting for that table, that's okay. But if I'm looking around and the place is packed and there's people waiting, there's a, there's a 30, 45 hour dinner wait for somebody from to get my table, I need to... Get, ask if I can get a drink to go, if I can go sit at the bar, if I can get up, to, you know, whatever. It's a social district, or I need to just accept the fact that I have been there for an hour and a half tying up that table, and there's somebody else who's going to come and drop a C-note, you know, $100 bill on that table to order dinner and drinks, and my $20 isn't going to help that waitress anymore, but they really would like to have another table of four come and have dinner and drinks. I've been to so restaurants. It, I've been in restaurants where they turn them and burn them so fast that you aren't even done eating and they drop the check off. And you're like, wait, what? Oh, yeah. I've been in yeah. restaurants like that, especially when uh, it's crawfish season and you're chowing down on crawfish and like you're probably going to order oh. an, another couple pounds and they drop yep. the check off and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because yeah, no, they're, they're, trying to, they're trying to turn them and burn them. Turn them and burn them. Let's go, let's go, let's go. I don't like being rushed and that kind of bothers me. But however, if it's closing time and I get this sense that, all right, the waitress is probably, it's, or a shift change or something they want to close out. All right. right, So So the question is, the question is how long is it okay to stay at a table after you paid? What's your answer? You paid out 20 minutes, 30 minutes. minutes. Bill says 10 minutes. He says, once you've paid, once you've paid, 
10 minutes, and then off me land. <laughs> All right. But don't be that person that just sets up shop and, you know, pitches a tent even though you paid out. Because, yes, that waitress, those bartenders, they want to go home. And that, and my here friend. In West, here in West Michigan, it's not four hours like they do at breakfast. And that's real. All right. That is what's on tap. Right and here. that is this edition. I want to thank uh, Colleen Quinn for stopping by the show. That's Greater Good Imperial Brewing Company. But also want to thank our sponsors. That's Tantric Brewing, Superior Pest Control, No Label Brewing, Beer Lodge Conference and Events, Renal Tanaken insurance group the backyard grill and of course sponsoring our podcast which is available everywhere and posted shortly so for mr bill Hodge, chad Hillby, my brew james i'm saying hey thanks for checking out what's on tap radio we hope you enjoyed it we really do and if didn't chad will buy you a beer so for everyone involved <laughs> we'll see you back on the radio airwaves next week have a good week folks cheers With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.